It meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die. Anyone could die. Agent Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. Had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. That thing, they had to believe it. Ooh. Everything that you hit on the known level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the known level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the known level. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about Age of Apocalypse. We are um, still in the number ones, Gary. Uh, but we will we are, be for a while. We're going to be there for a, few, a little while. Um, I'm pretty excited about this set of episodes that we're, we're going to record. I surprisingly am kind of way off into this. Like, I didn't think I would be super, super I thought I would be kind of removed from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. comedically removed from it. But I'm actually getting involved in this. Gambit and the Externals, specifically, is one of my is one of the highlights out of the session that we're recording today. Well, so. It's written by uh, the, the better of the two anonymous, similar writers who were stewarding the X-Men line at the time. There you go. Like, Fabian Nicieza Itzieza, or however you pronounce the last name, is slightly better than Scott Lobdell. <laughs> uh, so we got that going for him. Um, yeah, me, me too. I don't know if it's Plague Times. Like, we didn't plan this. Like, we, we've talked about doing Age of Apocalypse for a little while. This is a good time for me to turn into a 14-year-old. Yeah, just, like, dude. <laughs> hang out in my big, my nest. Guess how many pillows I have, Jeremy? Like, I'm going to say, conservatively, I'm going to say, because uh, I know you live in a small apartment, I'm going to say three. I sleep with six pillows. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Uh, I sleep with six pillows, a sheet, and a blanket. I call it the nest. And how I many out there how many lot. of those are shaped like anime girls or or uh, bloodborne bosses? Which I don't want to know uh, which just give me the number. <laughs> uh zero, but one of them does have Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4 on it. It's not shaped like them though. It's just a pillowcase. Okay. Um I don't fuck it. I know my shirt about not fucking that pillowcase raises a lot of questions answered by my shirt. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but just me hanging out in that, except instead of with a big pile of comics, hanging out with my tablet and just being like, yeah, I'm fucking 14. I got no problems. Bill Clinton's president. It's fucking owns. Like, yeah. He plays a saxophone on MTV. Things are great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's on Arsenio Hall. Um, <laughs> this has been a really good time for me to fucking time travel back to Age of Apocalypse times. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. I, it's taken a lot of effort not to read ahead, and I don't want to read ahead so stuff's fresh from when we record. Uh, because I know that, like, if I read ahead and have to read some of this stuff just like twice in short succession, I won't like it as much. Yeah, same. But I had, this time I had around, that... I'm, I'm digging it because <laughs> we're doing all of the number one issues first, and um, specifically with Gambit, I was like, no, 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 let's see what's happening. Let's keep going with Gambit yeah. number two. But it's going to be like. Yep four weeks before we get to that. So I, I was really a difficult. It was, it was, it was hard for me not to just like be like, fuck it. I'm just going to read the whole thing, but I'm, I'm in the exact same position. If I like, this is good enough. 
right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I am having a good time. I'm enjoying it. Like, but I don't want to read these four or five times. Like when we started this podcast, there were times where I was watching um, X-Men animated series episodes like three times, four, four times mm-hmm. before we recorded. And I don't want to do that with these. Like I, I know it's a 22 page comic and it doesn't take very long to read, but I just don't want to do that. So we're well, not going to. And the Grant Morrison stuff, I read all that stuff like multiple yeah. times before we started. And then also, you know, a couple times for recording. Yeah. Like would read them and then read ahead or read to catch up. Um, this I haven't read since they put out those collected editions in, uh, you know, maybe like 2006 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it first came out, so this is the appropriate interval. And I'm just like, cannot defend it. I'm just here for it, man. Edgelord the shit out of me. Oh yeah. Like I am, I am, I am just, uh, teen, teen boy me. The uh, the uh, most disappointing thing about this series so far is that we haven't got a panel showing Eric uh, actually braiding those tiny little braids in his hair. Like that's what I want to see so bad. Do you think Rogue does it? I mean, I mean, or Quicksilver. It's, I guess it's got to be. I guess it's got to be Rogue uh, because like when my step my stepdad had super long hair that he would braid. My my mom would braid his hair. So like I guess maybe it is Rogue. But I just really want to see like the him in the bathroom like Rogue's gone or something. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> shaving cream on the face and he's got one like he's got his head cocked but his eyes like over trying to see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like really want to see him braiding I, just braiding his hair going. My good friend Charles. My good friend Charles. I still think about the day you died in my arms. <laughs> braiding his own hair. <laughs> That's what these braids represent to me. Our undying bond. Each, each braid is, a, is, is another day that I won't have with you. Um, <laughs> um, you think? Uh, you think? You think yeah. Magneto has like a giant picture of uh, Charles Xavier like tattooed on his chest in the Age of Apocalypse like storyline? You I, think that's a? I think he does on his back, so he can like turn around real quick and be like, "Catch uh-huh. Um and surprise <laughs> rope like. <laughs> or do you think it's just Uh, a picture like on his back is or on the here we go Gary are you ready for this on the chest is just a it's a profile not a profile picture but it's shot from um from behind Xavier and on his back are Xavier's hands so the whole thing when put together looks like Xavier is embracing him eternally you know what I'm saying just (laughs) like yeah yeah, exactly like like he's wearing Xavier slash Lawtrex armor (laughs) Magneto the embraced <laughs> it's I always can't take fucking off this dark ring, Charles. If I take off this ring, it will break, <laughs> and my stats will um, go down slightly, but significantly enough to get Reddit mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be fat rolling, Charles. Um, the uh, man X Men Souls like. Uh, so today we're we're talking about uh, astonishing X Men. No, yes. not that astonishing X Men. Um, this is the uh, the flagship one. This is what X Men. I think gold team turned into okay so just adjectiveless x-men and the other one is uncanny i think mm-hmm. uh but they all have totally different casts so it's impossible to say yeah um let's get but, let's get into it let's talk about the art a little bit joe Madureira. yeah I'm um I'm I'm weaker on this guy than I am some of the other stuff that we're gonna see in this session. Um, but it's still mm-hmm. like it's still that kind of classic '90s over the topness that I'm I'm here for. I uh, I you know I I just kind of dig it. It's 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 very. And this is going to be true for all of these comics, but um, nobody has like a resting face. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. if they're saying anything, (laughs) like their teeth are slammed together and their lips are pulled back like they have fucking rabies or something. Like they're all like screaming everything. It makes makes trying to read it based on expressions hilarious. It's either that or scowling. Yes. Like like they, they either, if they have their mouths shut, they're like doing a big 
big frown, like a big cartoon frown, and their mouths are open, they're grimacing. Yes. Uh, this is this is like uh, Joe Madureira's big thing. This dude was was absolute hot shit in the the 90s and then he tried to come back with this comic called Battle Chasers that like came and went away and people were way into it, but it got way more anime. Um this is like Joe Madureira doing house style stuff and I dig this a little bit more. Um it's still a little bit exaggerated. It reminds me a little bit of like a, a more exaggerated version of Humberto Ramos. Um a little bit. You know that artist. Okay. I'm into it. But yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I I like it. It's pretty it's pretty good. This is before he got too excessive for me. Boy, uh Battle yeah. Chasers, huh? Whew. Battle Chasers. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh mm-hmm. oof, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. a lot. <laughs> it keeps it keeps going. Uh the uh so this uh you know, we gotta cover it just the team. Um, starts off with uh, Magneto addressing the team. Uh, and it's starting with some very Scott Lobdell-esque purple prose. Yes. You know, it you know, begins with the breaking of a man's heart and the searing of his soul. Uh, as he's asking his team, you know, he's sending his team out on these missions. That's going to be the main thing about these first issues. Is he, either Magneto setting up the mission for the teams or the team starting the mission. Yeah. Um, and this is pretty much it of him saying like, you guys were sending you out to die and pretty much none of this team actually caring. Um, we do get our kind of first real introduction to morph and, uh, morph is just straight up a comedian in throughout this issue. And I, I'm fucking here for it, Gary. Like he just keeps dogging on or keeps ripping on Sabretooth in a way that is extremely hilarious and makes me wish Wolverine was here because if anybody could appreciate this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, this would be his, his favorite shit in the world, man. Um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, and this is, uh, this issue is the one that confirms that this is, uh, Changeling, uh, who is this version of Morph, which is pretty wild because that yeah. guy's just a super villain with a bad costume. Uh, this is also their first, uh, in the first issue in Alpha, we didn't see Banshee was on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how we're introduced that Banshee's on the team and he's got a very edgy outfit with lots of like arm tentacles. Of course. And, yeah, uh, dude. and stuff going on. He's got the shoulder um, pads that are just going up back almost to his ears. Like, it's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> big, big hair. Um, so basically, the, you know, they're talking about kind of setting things up, what people are going to do. Uh, you know, he's talking about, uh, Magneto is mentioning this problem they, that they have. Um, and we're also learning about the Sentinel evac off the coast of Maine that's happening, uh, evacuating yes. the humans. That's going to be the plot of the uh, other X-Men book, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're basically going kind of round and round with the stuff with Bishop. Yes. You know, saying like, Hey, we don't know if this world should exist at all. Bishop told us this. Uh, why should we believe this? And he's like, well, no, no, you know, I actually think that he's probably right. Yes. And in the middle of this conversation, Blink kind of just teleports in and um, she is being chased uh, by, or she is with Sunfire, who's coming in directly behind her, but they are all being chased by Apocalypse's um, prelates or infinites. There's a lot of names for Apocalypse's people and I am, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get them all kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says critically wounded mutant cheesecake coming through, uh, which is some, some Scott Lobdellism. Uh, yes. And some real weird uh, characterization of Blink. Um, I don't know if you ever read the the Phalanx Covenant. I have, but it's been like forever, and I don't really remember much out of it. So um, that's where we got the six one six version of Blink, and she's like this wallflower, like she's this traumatized. You know, she's very quiet. She barely speaks. She doesn't know about how to use her powers. And the idea here that like with adv- you know, one of the themes that they'll do with the characterization in this uh, is that characters that are facing this greater adversity. 
sometimes actually come out of their shell and are stronger characters because of it. So this version of Blink that had to deal with growing up under Apocalypse is actually much more competent and confident than the version of the main universe. Yeah. Of course, go on to lead her own team with the Exiles and such. Um, so they're they're getting, uh, and we get a little bit of this, you know, hey, you know, a little like a here comes tomorrow stuff. Like, the fact that you teleported here is going to lead us, lead them to us. Mm-hmm. You know, are you insane? And it's like, no, no, we had to do this. Also, Sunfire is coming in, and he's coming in hot. And we see, you know, again, I love this uh, character design for new Sunfire. And he's coming in basically as a bomb. Yeah. Um, he's lost control of his powers. And it looks cool. Like I, like this huge yeah. giant fireball with him just kind of in the middle, curled up into a fetal position is really, really evocative. And also, Magneto has a ponytail. So, dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's braided two of his braids together into one ponytail. If Fucking you look at the, it. The huge, the the big ponytail energy right now, right? Like if this guy was a streamer, all of his like stream fans would just be like ponytails or something, right? Like that's what he would call his they, groups. Can I get a ponytail in the chat? Look at uh, <laughs> look at this picture of him where some fire is coming in, and imagine Magneto facing us with his face in shadow. With that is his beard. <laughs> that's it's his real beard weird. where he yeah, wraps it around to the front. <laughs> it's real weird. It's real dwarven. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, Saber is still having a, a fun time. He grabs Morph uh, and crushes his spine and says, uh, I'm going to roast him on this. You know, just having a good time while everyone's going to die. Sure. Um, you know, there's a whole like bit here where everyone kind of shows off their powers, which has to happen in every Scott Lobdell comic, mm-hmm. um, where Storm starts like, you know, reducing the heat on Sunfire, like somehow forgetting that Iceman's there and then Iceman does it later. Uh, <laughs> and Magneto does it by making a gigantic hand out of the metal in the floor. Do a lot, you, of, uh, a lot of big hands in this in this series, man. This is going to be yeah, the dude. first of, of two and definitely not my favorite of the, the big hands yeah. that we're yeah. going to get to in a little bit. So. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden's favorite comic, man. It's handsy as hell. Oh, like, oof. Ooh, getting political. Uh-oh. With 60 seconds on the clock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do want to see, like, this, you know, like, when, when Sunfire starts powering down, and it's revealed that it's actually Iceman. Like, I want to see Iceman, this version of Iceman, go fucking crazy. Like, that's what I'm really, I really need yeah, to see. Yeah. Cause, like, the, his, I, the idea that he has this huge amount of control over his abilities in this series, like, I'm really going to want to, like, see that happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it does, if I recall right. There's, like, a couple of big Iceman moments. Yeah. So. And then, um, yeah. one of the prelates shows up. So, um, and, and at this point, like th- he's kind of screaming he, he's and yelling. Also an infinite. They definitely called him an infinite earlier. Okay, cool. Cause uh, I don't, I, I was wondering, yeah, I'm reading this thing that says prelates and I'm like, okay, well maybe that's all that wrong earlier, but <laughs> and later they call the horsemen prelates. I feel like the style guide for this was a little bit fucked up. Or maybe cause like we're, we're going to learn that the, all of the infinites are made by Hank or made by um, beast. And he's just like makes everybody to a soup and then makes this like limited time infinite. Like maybe these are the guys, these are the infinites that survive past that original year deadline. Yeah, and like, year. okay, well you get a new name now since you made it. <laughs> One of the uh, things that is, uh, again, I know I'm ragging on Scott Lobdell a lot. I think he's a bad writer. Um, that keeps happening is he abbreviates things in a way nobody would ever abbreviate. So this prelate comes in, he's got like lava skin or something. Uh, and he grabs Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's like, his touch burns. Can't concentrate to port. And it's like, if you teleported, you would never say port. Never, never say port. Yeah, never in yeah. a million years would you say port. Like, and people are constantly abbreviating names and I don't remember and powers. Uh, Blink does this with Apocalypse and calls him a Pocky. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm fuck like, you. that's instead of like Apoc or Apocalypse or like I mean like it, it, this Apocalypse doesn't would be the preferred one. Yeah, you know, I to mean, me at least. I was just taking off that like first ah, where you just start with the yeah. like apocalypse. Like you don't even say yeah. the yeah, but like I mean, you know, apoc would be, be better than fucking pocky. Pocky. Is it pocky a lips. candy? Like isn't that a pocky is very much a candy. It's a yeah, delicious fucking crazy. you know, candy coated cracker kind of thing. Chocolate coated cracker thing. Super good. Um, uh, un- unfortunately this prelate whose skin is made of lava or whatever isn't smart enough to come all the way through the portal because he's never seen a science fiction movie made past like 1995 yeah, yeah. so uh blink just closes it on him and he is cut in half and dies it makes a really nice onomatopoeia which is sablooch sablooch yep um and now they just have this torso hanging out in their house i love it uh, we don't get I a lot it, of closure dude. on the torso but there's yeah. some torso Right, wait, we're going to have to do a classic everything to guppy torso report? Is that what yeah. we're going to <laughs> Torso report remains on the floor. Um, when it comes to torso, put it on the floor. So, um, so uh, Quicksilver kind of shows a little bit of personality here. He's chiding uh, Sunfire and being a little sexist. Like, I understand the girl's behavior, Shiro. What could possess you to risk exposing our, you know, he's, he's being a teacher's pet uh, here. And uh, they, you know, Magneto slows him down and uh, Sunfire delivers some exposition, you know, so he's basically spilling the beans that, uh, you know, those callings in Seattle, you know, Apocalypse, the guy who destroyed America with nukes and stuff, isn't planning to honor the Kelly Pact. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, this face, uh, this this panel full of faces where the X-Men are super surprised by this is like the yeah. thing that I want like the entire Democratic Party to get photoshopped into when, when <laughs> Trump wins again in 2020. I'm like, oh, can't believe we yeah. didn't win. We ran a non-progressive rapist candidate. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so shocked. <laughs> with, with I love Iceman in the back. It's like whoever that would be. Like just... As a sure. big pile of ice, you know, <laughs> it, it's real good. So, so the, the callings are still happening, yes, uh, and they're being uh, carried out by Holocaust uh, Apocalypse's son. Um, which the I don't know. Do they ever explain the son bit? Does Does Holocaust have a mother? I, I, dude, I have no idea. Like, I, I just I just assumed like sex? here's some of my here's some of my genetic energy, right? Like, yeah. your beast, make me a yeah. son. Yeah, here be it. Take from my balls. I um, that which you take from evolution itself. I mentioned to you right before we started recording that I like seeded my backyard today and um, I just went, I just went to the store and bought some grass, like some grass seed or whatever. Um, I didn't even really look at what kind I was just like, whatever they're selling here has to be like for us. Right. Like they wouldn't sell me weird fucking grass from Canada down here. (laughs) um, So I crack open this bag and I pour it in my grass seeder and it comes out with these bright blue pellets, like these real tidy, bright blue pellets. And I'm like, what in the fuck did I just buy? (laughs) Oh, yeah. what is my yard going to look like it's now i just assume that i bought a bunch of dried apocalypse seed and put it in my backyard <laughs> <laughs> so. a bunch of, you're gonna have clown grass going on man <laughs> candy clown don't grass know, dude uh, don't know <clears throat> uh, uh so we go over to to the big eyesore that is apocalypse is weird boot-shaped building yeah um hmm. in manhattan um and this new character who uh, as far as i know does not have an analog in the 616 this character named rex who's coming in to have an audience with apocalypse walking on a material that's making a scrunch sound which he later believes is human bones or later finds out is human bones yeah apocalypse says that there are hundreds of thousands of human bones because he finds the smell soothing he he just loves to (laughs) i love to sniff some bones that's what apocalypse is telling us 
I, I uh, love the, the the series of shooting grins Apocalypse has. Yeah. During this, like this series did not make Apocalypse a more complicated villain. Uh, he is really, really comically comic book evil during this. It's really funny to me, dude. Like, it's just, it's literally just him wanting to destroy everything. Like, there's no subtlety yeah. to this whatsoever. Yeah. Just, just pure, pure villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rex was the person who had the plan to sell Delgado, send Delgado, who was the, uh, the prelate infinite through the portal. Um, we knew that it was going to be sealed, but I guess that doesn't matter. Um, it's still going to give them a trace. Yeah. You know, uh, Apocalypse has a big smile, good profile pic smile as they're going to now go to the X-Men. Um, we cut over to their, their base, which is still in the mansion, but they've never rebuilt it. Good stuff. Uh, which there. I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like much more realistic. Uh, version of imagine, the imagine if you came over to my house and like there was just a side of it that was rubble, and you'd be like, "What? What's up with that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's been like that since like 2016." Oh, we just don't. We just didn't bother fixing it. Yeah, we just like, don't do anything with that. We're not fixing yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and Rogue is checking in on Sunfire, um, and you know, just basically saying like, "Oh, like they're kind of talking about Chicago where they got this. They got this information uh, when our our boy Gambit shows up." Yeah. Uh, and if we remember, uh, Gambit was invited by uh, Magneto um, via, <laughs> but had to go to Warren Worthington to find out how to find Magneto, but whatever. Um, invited mm-hmm. by Magneto, and he's going to be assigned a quest. So he's hanging out at the mansion, like getting orders and about to leave. So he wants to uh, slide into Rogue's DMs real quick before he does so. Yeah, her personal DMs. And uh, Blink is a cock blocker supreme during this. Um, or a clit blocker, however you want to, you know, yeah, yeah. either or uh you know labia guard um blink hates gambit i don't know if we ever figure out exactly why uh you know gambit is making eyes at rogue rogue has some time with him it's like hey let's go talk uh you know and uh she's basically saying like i'm going on the suicide mission he's like i am too and there's this great panel where it is just dueling big accents like i probably won't be here when you get back you're going with them to stop the unstoppable or die trying, sugar. No big ting, chair. Like they're just throwing back and forth. Like it's like a it's like a smaller civil war where the South just fought the South. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, it's real good. Uh, um, and we're doing the the classic like Rogue and Gambit kind of love story of he's like you know I know you you're married I'm married to your best friend and he's like that that don't matter to me shit like all that yeah. kind of stuff and they're about to to make out when Blink shows up with Rogue's <laughs> child <laughs> like yeah. goddamn girl yeah it's absolutely like an alpha cock block like mama and she's you know I, n- nanny's being upgraded their weird robot nanny uh, I thought you as the mother would like to keep an eye on your son since his father your husband is busy prepping the others uh and rogue you know takes the hint says good luck to, to gambit and i actually like this little bit of i kind of like age of apocalypse gambit i do too uh, like this gambit and the externals again like I, it's my favorite out of the four we're doing this this today so like yeah, i'm it, i'm kind of way into gambit right now like i like this bit where like he doesn't uh you know he play he rolls with the punch here because like blink is like he says the blink he's like are you feeling better you know like you feel good about what you did and she's like, not while you're alive. And he's like, well, good, good thing, because I won't be that way much longer. And just like leaves. You no, know? And he just, Gary, like, he, doesn't just, he doesn't just yeah, leave. He jumps off the cliff to end the conversation. He fucking sells himself. Like, <laughs> he just yeets um, himself off the balcony of the man X mansion. And it's like later. <laughs> it is pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's Age of Apocalypse Gambit. 
superior to regular Gambit in every way. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Magneto is um, in what looks like the green room uh, of the X Mansion, like that they have again not repaired, and just thinking about the Xavier, like you know what I'm saying. All he just, does, dude. That's all he does. <laughs> How tedious would it be to be married to this guy? Like just a nonstop. Like, oh, this reminds reminds me of my friend. Like, shut up. This has been you've, years. You've got. You've already got the tattoo on your chest, Magneto. We know. Like, no, I have to look this, at the man. back of Xavier when I'm writing you, Magneto. Just yes. can you just not talk about it. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Uh, I wanted to have a threesome, but not like this. Not like this. Um. So he's he's basically talking about this, and uh, Nightcrawler shows up, and this is real weird. I feel like night this the first part of this doesn't feel like it's written in Nightcrawler's voice mm-hmm. to me, like. He just—he doesn't sound like Nightcrawler until the end. He's like, you know, he—he he and his son Holocaust are doing everything they can do to divide our forces. On this, are the eve of our most ambitious effort ever. Like that doesn't sound like Nightcrawler to me. Yeah. Um. You know, and he he continues through it, and then eventually he becomes Nightcrawler again. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. It's a weird scene. And he also um, mentions that um he's asked uh Nightcrawler to track down his mom uh, and a woman named Destiny that may or may not exist. Uh, we're going to see all of that in different comics and the various mm-hmm. things that are happening later. But the key yep. thing here is Nightcrawler saying, like, I don't really, like, I don't understand all these plans you're doing. And Magneto asking for his trust and Nightcrawler being like, oh, no, definitely. I trust you. Like, I, I could do this. And and Magneto kind of going through the whole Xavier dying and he's vaguely out of the corner of his eye remembering that Bishop may or may not have been there. Yeah. Yep. And he says, uh, trust me when I say that I'm less afraid of Bishop being a hoax than I am of him uh, telling the truth. Yeah. You know. Um. Nightcrawler says, you know, would you sacrifice this world completely? Like, it would mean giving up everyone you love. Like, we'd, we'd all go. We'd all die. We wouldn't exist. He goes, yeah, even if that happens, like, I'm still willing to do it. Yeah. Um, so we cut over to this hangar where they're heading over to, uh, what mission are they doing? There's two things that are happening. There's, like, the cullings they're trying to stop and the evacuation. That's what the X-Men do in this uh, series, if I yeah, yeah, these are the these are the cullings. They're going, I think they're going yeah. right to Apocalypse's stuff, which is why this is, like, a suicide mission. So Yeah. Um, so they're, they're heading out. Um, they don't, uh, they're not telling everybody, uh, you know, Quicksilver shows up and he's like, did you think you could leave without anyone knowing without telling my father, you know, um, you know, that that's fucked up. Um, you're leaving on your own. And she's like, who said on their own? Like Sabretooth's coming with Wildchild, who is sleeping on his shoulder. Yeah, just like you do. Like the, man. Yeah. the relationship between those dudes is very strange because, as far yeah. as I can tell, it's just that other dude. Like, it's not his son. He's not like Watto. He's not a mini me. Like, it's really fucking weird. I just assume it's some sort of parasitic thing where, like, you know, uh, the fleas on Sabretooth's back is what susten- is what gives sustenance <laughs> to the wild child. You know what I'm saying? Like, Suck he's picking stuff out of the whale's the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, the chain that he carries him by is actually an umbilical cord. And it's like carrying saber tooth nutrients, saber nutrients. Instead of a nutrient bath, it's a nutrient yeah. cord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's off the chain, the nutrient chain. Um, so all the X-Men are basically showing up to say that they're actually, coming, you know, uh, including Magneto who shows up and, and talking about uh, doing purple prose. This is a joke uh, that would work better if Magneto wasn't constantly doing purple prose anyway. Yes. Yeah. You know? I actually, I actually kind of dig this. Like, I mean, like, cause it's, oh, yeah. it's exactly yeah. like what Magneto would normally do, but he's, you know, to remind them no sacrifice is too great, but most of all remind yeah. them to floss. And Petro is just yeah. like, 
yes sir yes sir wait what and then of course like morph does this huge like makes these huge gigantic lips and gives him a smackaroni as the text yeah. tells us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or no like wait there's too, I, there's two o's there so it's smackaroni yeah my bad i like smackaroni a lot um, <laughs> it's like a it's like a food um you it's know, like the I, uh I like what is the honey smack cereal like it's the but pasta like you put that <laughs> and pasta and something cursed well, quarantine content right there let uh, me know how it goes everybody honey just add beans and it's healthy. Um, you know, he, he basically says, you know, you're for the fastest mutant in the world. You're slow on the uptake. I thought the homicidal hordes was a dead giveaway. And I was like, nope, my dad actually talks like that all the time. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so he dodges, um, you know, there, again, there's a little bit more joke. He's like, if I died, like who else would serve you breakfast and bread every morning? Like you've never done that. And he's like, not for lack of trying, you know, which is again, kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and this is where they mentioned that he's changeling. Like Rogue is like, wasn't it just yesterday? He was that morose little changeling with the ugliest purple headpiece costume ever. Um, you know, so we know who Morph is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rogue and Quicksilver have kind of a weird relationship. Like this is his stepmom, yeah. you know, who's younger than he is. Um, going through and, and kind of uh, reminiscing about Magneto, you know, yes. bonding. Um, uh, and that th- this is basically them just being like, Hey, like, I'll never, I'll never tell your father goodbye. Like, I, you know, because that would imply that we'll never see each other again. I'm not willing to accept that. And, um, rogue and her crew take off, which leaves us with Magneto and Bishop. Um, yeah. and Bishop is basically saying like, this all seems completely impossible. Like what, what are you even doing? And, uh, Bishop can't really answer any questions because he doesn't really know the details of why all of this is wrong. He just feels that it is. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, Quicksilver's staying behind, talking to him. Quicksilver's going to be on the other team. And that's the end, uh, end of the issue. It's not very much of like a cliffhanger. You know, it's just kind of setting everybody up and they're they're yeah. on their way to the mission. I think it's weird that Rogue flies in this because I can't remember if they changed who she got her powers from in this world. But poor Carol Danvers. Yeah. Uh, it was just that again. <laughs> Charles Xavier dies, and you have to go through that whole fucking nightmare show that yeah. uh, what's Chris Claremont invented for you. Like, congratulations, yeah. Carol. Jesus, I, I've seen a bunch of like alternate reality rogue things where she absorbed other people's powers permanently, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was interesting. Like, oh, like you know, things could have gone differently with her, but I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Like, she's still super strong and flies. So I can't remember if we get background on that or not. Probably not. Uh, I feel like this was just a shortcut to have like just it, it's rogue, like you know. Yeah. Or I mean, um, I guess you could you could kind of I mean the timeline on that stuff would be so weird. Like it could technically happen before. No, because that would have been after Xavier and, and Eric hung out and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah. and I'm definitely not going to try to represent myself as some sort of X Men canon expert or anything. Because Jesus Christ, I'm not even a canon ball expert. I don't even yeah. know who that dude's <laughs> middle name is. So <laughs> we're gonna find out about him soon. I know. Uh, I can't wait. A, he's in one of the comics. Yeah. Um, he's a real jerk in this world. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that's going to be this, uh, this episode. Uh, next episode we're covering is going to be Gambit and the external. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you can read along with us. If you go to the website, if mm-hmm. you like this show, go to patreon.com slash duck TV. And uh, you can leave us a rating review on Apple podcasts. Yeah. All of that is super appreciated. Um, it's, it's been nice hearing that people are really enjoying reading through this. Uh, we've had a couple of people tweet at us about like, this is re- them reliving their, their early nineties kind of weirdness. And like, yes, absolutely. We're doing the same thing. So like, we are right there with you. Like, this is all great. So, uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to the patrons and thank you to the reviewers. We so much appreciate it. We'll be back in a couple of days with more X-Men. 